0: guys welcome back to the finding your freedom podcast i am so happy to be back with you guys this week after taking a little break last week Uh, i'm just going to give you guys a little little life updates and then we will get into talking about new orleans and my last um, chunk of time there from January to May and some of the lessons I learned then. Um, I'm just going to warn you guys, uh, I've I've been kind of resistant to record this for a lot of reasons, um, just adjusting to a new job and everything as well, and it's, yeah, I've just in this moment are a little tired, so I just ask that you guys bear with me for that. Um But yeah, I'm here, I'm showing up, and I'm really excited to kind of break down my last semester in New Orleans and, yeah, what I learned there and what I needed to learn there before this next new chapter that I'm still kind of figuring out some of the themes, what I what I think this chapter is going to hold for me here in Boston, but more to come on that in the episode. So as far as life updates, um, yeah, last week I started my job um, doing research on depression and neuroscience and that has been going really well Uh, still working from home which has its challenges and advantages (laughs) like we all we all know at this point Um, but yeah that's been going really good um been working through some other stuff since I moved here which next week I'll have a guest episode for you guys which I'm really excited about um she's the host of one of my favorite podcasts and it's all um all about emotions and the feminine and I think you guys are really gonna love that episode but the week after, I'll probably do an episode kind of about what I've been working through um, when I first moved here, and yeah, giving you guys a little bit of a little bit of insight on that. So I'm excited to share that with you in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, so I guess for today's episode. Oh, I just another thing I wanted to highlight. Um, the break last week was really hard Um, I love doing this podcast every week it's really just come to be this constant in my life that I just really look forward to recording and releasing and promoting and you know every part of the process really I extremely look forward to it every week and it's a nice break from, you know, the more sciencey other stuff that I do, which I also love, but this is a lot more creative and yeah, I just really love I love doing this. So last week was really hard. I'm glad to be back, hopefully not having to skip any other weeks and hopefully soon I'll kind of have a you know, a flow of work and podcasts and other things, um, but yeah, it's still been coming together right now. So, just gonna, I guess, go into 2020. <laughs> what a year we've all had so far. So, yeah, I'm thinking when I ended last, or not last episode, but the New Orleans part one episode. I think I was talking about how I had kind of became clear that my intention was going to be power for 2020. Um, That was kind of becoming clear to me in November and December that that was kind of intuitively what I felt like this year was going to be about. And, yeah, from there, December was just very busy and being with my family and when I kind of got back to New Orleans in January, I was pretty, um, pretty tired and pretty out of it. And, yeah, January as a whole was kind of, kind of a strange month. And I've kind of noticed some similar some similar themes this month as I had in January, which is interesting. Because um, both of them are eclipse season, which that might mean something to you or absolutely nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I kept feeling like I was wanting more clarity or a routine to get into, I guess, when the year first started on you know, what this semester was going to look like, what, um, what the next chapter was going to look like. There was a lot on my mind on, you know, this chapter has been so beautiful and so aligned. Am I going to find something that, that makes me as happy as this, that feels as right as this, that's like the research that I'm most passionate about, like, just a lot of fears on if that was going to be able to come together and yeah just kind of sitting with all of that and you know probably leaving New Orleans and I'd also applied for the PhD program so I was kind of waiting waiting on that so there was (laughs) was that a word there was just a lot in flux at that that point and just feeling like Just a little bit out of alignment. Um, Yeah, just feeling a little bit off after spending the time with my family at Christmas and driving everywhere. And uh, I ended up getting sick when I got back from all of that and was like sick right up until um, the next semester started. But with that, there were also some good things that happened that that semester I found out that I was going to be a teaching assistant and have a lab section which was one thing that I really wanted to have out of grad school in this program so that was really happy that was really happy that made me really happy and felt really in alignment with you know like kind of my intention of power at that moment and I made a goal of definitely starting my podcast in January but I would say one of the first pivotal events in January that really really shook me was I don't really know what else to call it but a friend breakup just a friend that I'd been close with for the past like four or five years we just ended up I don't know. I guess I don't even know what I would call it. (laughs) There was a situation that happened and I just felt really attacked and just like everything that was said was... I'm trying to think of the best the best way to phrase this I guess I'll give a little bit more more background on it um it was just the the friend had been had been upset that I wasn't contacting her enough and then brought up some other stuff with another friend and just had been calling calling me a bad friend basically and I was really upset and crying and all of that and I think kind of from that conversation I just realized that the friendship wasn't really working anymore that it didn't feel like she could see like she could see eye to eye with me and just like the way the discussion had kind of gone didn't feel like kind of like a good friend conversation I guess I would say so that was really hard and kind of after that conversation it I just kind of knew that the friendship was probably over and that that was really hard and that was my first week of classes so I kind of started off with this like grieving of a friendship which you know four or five years is longer than I've ever been in a relationship so it was a really challenging time for me and just made me feel even more um, I don't know just really heavy and really sad and for you know for kind of like the rest of the weeks of January I was just really upset about that and just really felt a lot of loss and a lot of i i guess this feeling of like when did it all go wrong like maybe i can convince this person maybe i can fix it or kind of just like denial as well or like maybe it's not that bad it was it was like i went through all the typical stages of grief that people talk about with friendships Or not with friendship specifically, but just in general. Usually when people are dying is when it's talked about. But I went through all of the stages of grief with this situation. And yeah, from there, I was kind of reflecting on this last night for the episode. Um, From there, I went and actually got a card reading. And... This was right before I, like, finally released the podcast and got started. And a little side note, too, just about the semester. Like, it it had kind of just been really... It was, like, a really hectic semester of me teaching and working in the lab and then wanting to do this other project. And then I was in, like, 21 hours at some point. Like, it was just... There was a lot going on. And I think in that light a lot of that was related to power and then it was also this kind of pressure and feeling I was putting on myself of um this is my last semester like I have to get everything in before I leave or before this program's over and um I think just the whole time even though I'd applied to the PhD program I just knew that I was probably leaving um so I felt a lot of pressure with that but I just kind of wanted to say the words that came up in my reading and kind of like the theme of that and how that took me into the end of January and then into February. So kind of the the words related to kind of the card she pulled for me were were transformation, magic, fear, shadows, and power. So she pulled a card that was directly you know, my my word, my theme of this year, and it's, it's interesting, as you'll hear through the rest of the episode, pretty much all of those themes um, come up in the end of my time in New Orleans, especially fear and shadows, and um, I would say from fear and shadows brings magic and transformation, so basically, kind of the theme of what she was saying is that I I know what I need to do, and I know the answers, but I'm second-guessing myself, and I'm afraid of stepping into my power, and that this year was a year of great transformation. So from that, I launched the trailer of this podcast and started that, and I got an email that I would be interviewed for the PhD program. And still was trying to maintain a routine, which at this point is very funny in terms of, in terms of COVID. Um, Yeah. February was honestly a blur for me. It was extremely busy, which was part of the problem. I think I conflated being in your power with doing everything so I was extremely busy. I, um, basically in New Orleans, starting in January and into February, obviously, uh, Mardi Gras and the parades are going on, so it was already just like very much going on, and then most of February was Mardi Gras parade-related, and me just kind of still feeling out of alignment and not like i am I in my power like something doesn't feel right about this year like I'm not sure I'm not sure how to m- have this semester feel right like what what is off like a lot of questioning was kind of going on for me in February, and after mardi Gras kind of and mardi mardi Gras was like a whole a whole thing um I'll just mention one thing one thing about that um one of the people from I think in January he had actually said this one of the people from before like my first semester in New Orleans had kind of admitted to me that he missed me and had made a mistake and I don't really remember the rest of it but basically that he he kind of just admitted that he was wrong and that he was scared and all of this stuff and I ended up running into him on Mardi Gras and seeing him so that was just hanging out with him one of the days so that was just an interesting side note um but yeah so it was the end of February and it started becoming clear to me what was off in kind of the trajectory of the year and what i thought power was so in that year it was it was supposed to be me stepping into my power so you know starting the podcast applying for the phd program jobs um kind of me being on my own as well as far as being in my power like kind of the semester before i'd really deeply grieved Certain things with my parents, and I feel like really separated myself, kind of as an individual, after after all of that, and in a way, it, obviously it was really challenging. And I've been thinking a lot about this, and I, I plan on doing an episode on this soon too, of kind of grieving, on kind of grieving the parents that you wanted to have for your inner child and also an episode on distancing yourself from your parents when you're in your twenties and making your own path and kind of how that process can be um depending depending on the family dynamic but just in in any in any case it is a challenging part of being in your twenties. But going back to power, I I realized that in being in my power, I had been really in my masculine energy, which masculine doesn't mean men. It just means like a type, a form of energy. So I'd been very much in my just like go do energy and not as much as my being energy and resting That's obviously a very simplified um, description of the two. But just that I had been really just doing all the time and not making any time for slowing down and being and, you know, kind of like reflecting on what I wanted and pausing and kind of taking some time to, to manifest things and slow down so that I would be more present in everything that I was putting my efforts and my power into so that was I would say that was my first real big breakthrough of the year was that I was going about being in my power in the wrong way in an outdated version of no breaks and you just have to go 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 to be in your power and instead flipping the narrative that To be in my power fully that meant being in breaks and it actually meant more being in magnetism that I didn't have to be doing things all the time. And if I was always in doing there was no time to step back and slow down and appreciate and really be present for the good things in my life. So that was kind of my first big realization of the year that shifted things for me along with just as like a big event was the friend the friend breakup which taught me a lot about a lot about grief and a lot about acceptance. So going into March Everyone across the world knows what happens in March um, globally, but when March first started, which I think the most interesting thing about this is it's been hard for me to reflect on this because it feels like the world that, that happened in the beginning of March isn't even the same world we live in now, and from March beginning of March to end of March to April to now don't even feel like the same world to me either and I just feel in such a different headspace than I was then that it's yeah it's it's almost hard to like put myself back there because everything has just been rapidly changing and shifting and evolving so much for us as individuals when we had to slow down and then so much in the collective, obviously. So the beginning of March, you know, in the darkness about what all was about to occur, I would say in the end of February, beginning of March time, I was starting to get, you know, really stressed, especially when Mardi Gras ended, very stressed about jobs and what was my next step and kind of all, all of that stuff. And thank god I started thinking about all of this early <laughs> but yeah I was just feeling super stressed about all of that and ended up just like reaching out and finding this job and <laughs> procrastinating on the cover letter a ton um and finally getting it in and I got it in on a a Friday night at like 6 p.m. and I heard back the next morning at like 9 a.m. that they wanted to do an interview on Monday. So <laughs> everything started happening pretty fast from then and before I knew it that next week which was probably I guess the first week of March I had I had two interviews and then the PhD interview the end of that week and another interview scheduled for the following week. So things, yeah, things just started to happen really fast. And during that time too, I was just trying to spend a lot of time and in the beginning of that year, just getting really clear on what type of job I wanted moving forward and what I wanted my life to look like in the next chapter. I didn't really, like I didn't have an idea of a place. I just knew more, I guess, the type of job that I was looking for in the type of environment as far as a city and like that type of vibe. So I was getting really clear on, you know, wanting something in research, wanting something in mental health, really wanting something related to trauma and Wanting to just be in a city where I felt like I could grow. Um, Yeah, just grow (laughs) broadly, spiritually in my friendships and relationships and just my life as a whole, creatively, all all the good things. So that was kind of what I was calling in. And I was also calling in just a really safe and comfortable space because New Orleans had been such a safe space for me like specifically my my home there was I was really attached to it um so I really wanted to live alone in that next chapter which I'm telling you guys that cuz it uh relates to something later later in the story but yeah so that happened I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a breath for a second (laughs) okay so that happened and then it was the week that one of my friends was supposed to come stay with me and in that week we transitioned to virtual classes I'm just like feeling like I need to say something about before but I if I didn't clarify this before the podcast started in January right after the reading and yeah I was really happy to get it out I definitely was very fearful about putting it out at first with being so vulnerable um, so that was something that I had to work through a lot of January to, and I, in the beginning, because I was kind of in this, like, feeling misaligned um, and out of just alignment kind of space, just feeling like, am I, like, telling the story right, or um, can I make this work in the time frame that I had, Um, and, and just in February really taking a lot of stuff off my plate so I could prioritize job searching, the things I needed my last semester, teaching and the podcast so I think in March I was really in a better place with balancing all of that stuff and originally had been kind of over overdoing it but was weirdly I didn't feel good and like myself but weirdly I wasn't stressed at all um which was interesting but anyway my friend was coming to stay with me and the day before she got there or the day she got there they announced that we were doing online classes for the rest of the semester. But at that point, I can't, I don't feel like I really took it seriously. I thought, okay, um, this this COVID thing isn't really serious. So that probably, they're probably just going to close just to be safe because we had zero cases in New Orleans at at this point. So I was like, oh, they're probably just closing to be safe. So I bet it'll be closed until spring break which was like two weeks and then it'll be over so like no big deal I kind of needed a break anyway it's not the best case scenario but I don't think we'll be closed the rest of the semester kind of deal like I I was still sad but I just didn't think that it would be like a whole rest of the semester thing at that point and then I had found out that I got um, a second round interview for the one job that I was really excited about. And I was supposed to go to Boston the following week, and they had moved it to a seven hour remote interview. So I was really upset about that. Because um, I just, I'd been prepping so hard for all of these interviews like an interview machine doing the PhD interview which was also like seven hours and was just like really excited and really ready and just knew that me interviewing in person one that I felt like I could just make a better impression but two that I wanted to see Boston and see um the campus I'd be working on and like just meet everyone in person too so I was really upset about that but then my friend was there and it was like the last weekend before um covid just like hit the fan i guess best way of putting it and yeah it was kind of um it was kind of a weird weekend (laughs) both of us had just gotten the news that everything was online and covid was getting more serious and we were trying to just like have a good time and it was a very very weird time um And yeah, I just had like a weird, a weird interaction, I guess I would say. And it just like really reaffirmed to me some things about, I guess just like about going out, going out in general, which is funny to say now, because obviously we can't go out. And then like, I guess the culture around like people like one night stands and picking people up at bars and stuff like that. Um, so I think it just like really pushed me to look more into that. And full disclosure, I was one of those people that went out to bars for the last weekend before COVID happened. Um, I wouldn't have normally, but I had a friend visiting me. Um, and tried to not do it as much as I would in a normal weekend, but it did happen. So, from there, the next week was the job interview, and did my seven-hour Skype interview, and started to kind of freak out that I'd never been to Boston before in my life. Um, So... I actually went to Boston for 24 hours and this was like it still wasn't like great but I had never been in my life and this was like a couple days into COVID I guess I I don't even really know I think I booked my ticket like right when classes had been canceled because I just knew that I had to go and just plan to stay in a hotel and not see anyone and just like walk around Boston to have some sort of idea of what the place even looked like. So I did that and in that process I found out that I got the job which was really exciting but I had some apprehensions because the, the pay wasn't exactly I don't even want to say exactly. It was very much not what I was looking for. Um, So I had a lot of apprehension with that. And just like a lot of sadness of, is this exactly what I want? And I can't take this or I can't make this work. And they were about to freeze hiring for COVID. So... I had like 24, 48 hours, originally it was 24, and then they extended it to 48 hours for me to decide if I wanted to take the job, and it was (laughs) very stressful um, trying to decide that, and I just talked to as many people as I could, and just really trying to figure out every angle and every detail of the job I needed to make my decision. So I can remember kind of like the last day I had to make my decision and I can remember feeling like this is so unfair, like this is exactly what I wanted and I'm not going to be able to take this and just feeling really upset and it kind of just like clicked to me then that this chapter was going to be like an even bigger up leveling than I even thought it was that to be able to make this work I was going to have to do all the projects and all the other things that I had always wanted that it meant eventually getting ads for the podcast that it meant being a yoga teacher that it meant selling my online courses which I have an amazing one that's going to be coming out in about a month, which I I am seriously so excited about that. But it just made me realize that actually this job and it not being exactly what I wanted in that regard was actually pushing me to pursue all the other dreams I had beyond research related to... My online business and different creative things that I had always said that I'd wanted to do or at least said I wanted to do in this chapter that this was the time to do that. And I kind of just sat with that and realized it and knew that I was I was scared of making it work um, or that it could work. But this job was exactly what I wanted just everything about it, and that I was going to make it work. So I accepted the job. And, yeah. It was a... (laughs) it was a challenging, challenging experience. And then we went straight into, you know, more trying to remember exactly the timeline. We went into more classes for another week, I'm thinking. And then, yeah, into classes. And then our spring break was a little bit after that. So from there, there were just some waves I guess after I got through kind of accepting the job um with with covid and with the quarantine as like all of us did there there were just such extreme waves of emotion with this and I can remember at first just feeling really guilty for how I was feeling about everything cuz you know I I wasn't dying or I wasn't a healthcare worker And just all of these things, but really deeply grieving, Um, grieving the end of my time in New Orleans in a city that I'd absolutely loved and that time not being at all what, you know, what I had envisioned it to be and yeah just really having to sit with that and not seeing my classmates and not being able to do just a lot of the things I looked forward to doing at the end of my time there and it's just as with everyone my life and everyone's life rapidly shifted when this happened and there were just like a lot of waves and just, I lived alone at this time, so missing people and just this kind of, um I almost felt this kind of energy of like, it's quarantine, <laughs> there's no rules, like everything is so crazy right now, Um which made things even n- nuttier, <laughs> I guess is a word, but first I'm going to read what I wrote during that time about grieving and then kind of go into the energy that was brewing into April and how that led to my other two kind of main lessons at the end of this time. So if you follow me on Instagram, you might've already read these, but I'm just, I think these posts just kind of like capture these like snapshot, really intense emotional moments for me premature goodbyes days without work increases in domestic violence and crime financial crises loss of life all of life is on pause right now and everyone in small and big ways is feeling the effects of this global pandemic this global crisis Friday I had to say bye to one of my best friends I've made in my master's program two months too early and I feel so much for the seniors in college and for those in graduate school ending during this time in the incomplete end of a really beautiful chapter although I know so many people have it so much worse I hope you give yourself time and permission to grieve whatever the coronavirus has taken from you. Grief occurs whenever the future we had in mind with an experienced person or moment in time no longer exists. Allow yourself to feel into that space. Personally, I am grieving the end of my master's and not getting to enjoy each day with my classmates that I've become so close to throughout this program and not being able to celebrate our achievements together at the end of the program. I am grieving not being able to be taught by the amazing neuroscience professors at Tulane in person. I am grieving the end of my time in New Orleans and that time potentially ending on quarantine. I am grieving saying goodbye to a best friend, a lifelong friend, that I don't know if I'll ever live in the same place as her again. I am grieving the jobs I applied for that have canceled their interviews and positions. I'm grieving the economic crisis, the economic climate I thought I was going into. I'm grieving all the things I plan to do in New Orleans before I leave. I'm grieving the safety of my family members that are more vulnerable to the virus. And in the acceptance of this grief, I allow myself to see the strange and beautiful wonders this experience has to offer to. The beauty of the sacred pause. Each day I see me- more people outside on walks and the city of New Orleans blooming with plants and flowers and life. And I have the time to reflect and work on things I've put off for a while, the things I've been meaning to do. There's time to go on walks each night and spend time reflecting. I have time to write again, time to practice the guitar, time to exercise and do yoga, Time to plan what projects I still want to accomplish in 2020. Time for sacred stillness, rest, and reflection. Shakespeare wrote one of his sonnets during the pandemic, and Newton discovered the theory of gravity. This time could be magical in so many ways, even with all the pain and fear and uncertainty. We as a society, as a global collective, are starting to connect to what is most important again. In this time, I invite all the fear and the uncertainty in our world right now and in your own life. I invite you to, fe- to feel all the fear and uncertainty. I invite you to create a new normal and deeply practice your self-care during this time. I invite you to grieve. I invite you to find acceptance in this time. I invite you to reach out to your community, virtually that is, and I invite you to trust to deeply trust that this experience has something to teach us all may we never take the beauty of everyday life for granted again may we never take for granted hugging a friend or a relative without fear may we never forget the issues the virus has illuminated for us collectively may we never forget how connected we all are that this virus does not discriminate based on gender race or where you're from this virus affects us all in all, us all in ways. We are all one, and we always have been so. Now it's time to remember this. Uh, I'm just like feeling that so, so heavily in my heart, and just really being taken back to that time, and and wanting to reflect. more so on the you know the good the good that we have learned and the things that we have learned from this even though obviously it's not over um it it feels almost at this point to kind of be this new normal kind of nuisance I guess we're living with so yeah it's just really making me want to reflect more on everything that we've learned but I do remember those things and how much I needed slowing down and how much more connected to nature I was and my projects and seeing people spend time with their family and finally having time to slow down and see what was not right in their lives and collectively and I think we've really seen that play out in the past couple of months. So with that, too, there was this energy of not feeling free and kind of feeling trapped in this um, no rules. It's quarantine type of what mindset, which obviously there were there were rules because it was quarantine. There were a lot of rules, but the this um, this uneasiness with being trapped sort of feeling. Um, and that was kind of like starting to play out in March for me so I would say kind of the second thing that was really coming up for me the second big lesson the first being kind of that power was more about magnetism and slowing down and being kind of in your feminine power actually and then the second lesson was about going deeply into the fear when we were on our spring break which obviously wasn't a normal spring break but just a week off of school and um, you know no routine and just kind of sitting in my house alone and just thinking about everything I just, like, really was in so, like, so much fear and just picking up on so much of the global anxiety in the world and just picking up on so much fear about the job and if it was going to work and just really kind of second-guessing all of my decisions on that and just feeling so fearful to leave New Orleans and just all of these... like I guess attacks to or threats threats is a better word all these threats to my sense of security in kind of having to leave and feeling potentially financially strapped and a lot of other things and it was just making the fear um really overwhelming and just trying to figure out if I could make this work or You know, at at that point there weren't any jobs that were hiring people and what, you know, like what does this mean? And just really being deeply in the fear of that for honestly probably a week or two weeks and being able to sit in that fear and come out the other side knowing that this was right. And knowing that that job was right. Um, But honestly, it it was the fear of stepping into my power again. The fear of having to up-level so much. The fear of being outside of my comfort zone. Of leaving New Orleans. And yeah, all of that. So from there in April the The last kind of lesson that was coming up for me um, about shame and shadows started to come up. <laughs> if you guys have listened to the episode with Kelly Tennant, um, you already know this. But in April, I had a threesome. And the day after that happened, I felt a lot of shame, and just this feeling of, okay, well, I need to, like, get to work now. Like, I did this, so now next week I need to, like, work really hard to make up for being sexual this weekend. Um, And I, I didn't really put the pieces together on that until my interview actually with Kelly and her bringing that up and it really making me realize that I th- I had made a lot of progress on my sexual shame which I kind of talked about in the sexual assault episode but I plan to do another episode just on sexual shame um, that just that I had worked through a lot of it but there was still some of it lingering there and I kind of needed to work through that a little bit more so with that i started this amazing 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 class with ashe sundara who i really hope will be on the podcast soon she's incredible And that really started to shift my perspective on a lot of things and give me the confidence to put into light the projects that I plan on releasing soon and really was so important to me even further stepping into my power, which maybe I'll, I don't know, I'll, I'll say something about her when I upload this later. Um, so you guys can check her out. I just have nothing but amazing things to say about her in this course and how much it was just already starting to shift my perspective um on business and I guess I'm gonna give a little a little bit of background on this to give you guys some some insight. Basically the whole concept is that <laughs> life is your phd that you were brought on this planet to teach certain things that you are just inherently the best teacher for and you don't need a certification to teach a class on what you're already an expert in and that you can teach it through pleasure and that's not just sexual pleasure it's through changing your mindset on work doesn't have to be hard work gets to be fun and making this just gets to be creative and fun and exciting. And just putting it into the world is exciting for you, birthing this new project and attracting who you're meant to attract to your offerings. So, just really great stuff. But into May, so my last lesson's kind of related to sexual shame and what I'm about to say. So, into May, kind of that uneasy quarantine bubbling stuff (laughs) was happening. And I ended up, um, yeah, going to the park with my, I'm not sure how much to share, with a friend that I'd gotten close to during quarantine that lived close by. Like, some of the only people I'd really seen during quarantine. And... In all of that situation I was sexually assaulted and that was like a couple weeks before I was supposed to leave New Orleans and I feel like it was like the sexual shame was one piece of it and then in bringing this up for me it was just bringing up this deeper level of just like sexual shame and trauma and that that really deeply needed to be healed as well so the the last couple weeks of my time in new orleans were really spent in this deep practice and process of working through this and finding Staying in my power through it and also finding forgiveness and <laughs> simultaneously ending my master's and being really sad and still grieving the ending I wanted and grieving leaving New Orleans. So they, they were all kind of happening at once. So yeah, it was... It was a lot (laughs) to be kind of focusing on at one time. So I'm going to read two more posts and then kind of tie this up for you guys. And you'll have a pretty good idea of what I learned then. And yeah, I'll kind of reflect a little bit at the end on what I'm thinking about on this chapter. So yeah, this, this was in April, and I'm going to read this. It's about grieving the end of my time in New Orleans. And then I'm just going to read one or two things about kind of the process I was in with what happened in May. And then, yeah, finish it up for you guys. So... This week I made a really hard decision. I denied a PhD offer at Tulane to start over again, to leave my little home in New Orleans, and to pursue a dream of working at Harvard Psychiatric Hospital, McLean Hospital, on research that I absolutely love. It's really hard to explain just how I felt the past week and the wave of emotions I've experienced in the past month in general in the wake of this change. I feel scared, overwhelmed and also very excited for a new chapter in Boston while simultaneously my heart is breaking to leave my little home, safe place, and community I found in New Orleans. My heart breaks to leave my beautiful little apartment home, to leave my school, to leave the city that welcomed me into its arms like an old friend. Most of all, it hurts to say goodbye to Tulane and the neuroscience department there. How much I've learned about myself and my life's purpose, the amount of growth I've experienced, and how much each teacher and friend in the program has touched my heart deeply these past months is really hard to put into words. I felt at home here with my fellow grad students, my fellow neuroscientists. Tulane was where I was supposed to be. For this time, I knew it in my heart and soul every minute here. In all of this, I still so deeply grieve the goodbye I wanted with New Orleans and the end of my masters that I didn't get to experience. I thought I would grieve this all when it first happened and it would pass, but no, it's been a constant longing since this all started, coming in waves of sorrow that threatened to swallow me whole. And there's still a lot of anger, too, for the last two months of my time here that were stolen from me. This, all along with the constant stress and fear we all feel around the state of the world in these times. I still struggle in accepting this reality and yearn for the life I had before. I'm sad every day for the way this chapter is ending and my heart breaks for all I leave behind. The next few weeks will be tear-filled, I know, as I finish up my master's at Tulane in a program that has meant so much to me. With or without the corona, they would have been but the tears that fall now are different tears that long for an ending I will never get to have. With all of this grief, all I can be is grateful that I got to experience the most amazing nine months in New Orleans at Tulane. I know immense grief comes from immense love, and I love this place in this program more than I can put into words. Thank you, New Orleans. Thank you, Tulane. Thank you to my cohort. Thank you to my new friends here. Thank you to my lovely little apartment thank you to the professors that believed in me thank you to everyone and everything that made this place feel like home and helped me in following my life's purpose in neuroscience this time will always hold a special place in my heart Noah, you will always be my home and all of this here's to make making hard gut-riching decisions in the pursuit of growth Here's to choosing fear over comfort and here's to another new beginning as I work towards creating the life of my dreams and learning as much as I can along the way. (sighs) Just rereading those just so many emotions but yeah I think something I didn't like highlight enough too is just like even though there were a lot of doubts and everything with stepping into this next chapter and this job that how much disbelief and everything there was, too, that, you know, a year ago in May, I didn't even know I was going to get my master's, and I was a barista, and I had no... I had some faint idea of what I wanted to do and study, but not really, and just how much I grew and changed, and just getting this job that has been just completely a dream for me and it it's just crazy just I don't know I just never thought that I would be able to be working at Harvard <laughs> honestly um and it's just it's just all it's just all pretty crazy and I miss the hell out of New Orleans I really do And I I wonder if over time it'll ever feel like that chapter or that door completely closed because it's still it still doesn't ever feel like I really got an end and you know I'm almost two weeks into work here and it, it still doesn't doesn't really feel closed because the ending will never happen. but (laughs) besides that I'll read the other things and like I said we'll finish this up in the next five minutes um clearly New Orleans gets me a little bit long-winded because it's just such (sighs) such a special place and the past nine months like I said is like the most in 2019 in general and then my time in new orleans like the most transformative time of my entire life it's just hard to put into words so yeah going back to what happened in may my body was never yours for the taking it wasn't an object to be admired or lusted after it was always mine it was always my safe space it was always my home And you violated that home. Men like you did repeatedly for years. And my body was no longer my home, but a vessel of self-betrayal. My curves too tempting, you couldn't help but lay a hand on me. You were never welcome here. You will never be welcome here. This is my fucking body. This is my fucking pussy. This is my temple. And sir, you were never allowed inside. I'll read the last one, kind of about me being in my power. You can't shut me down. You can't make me feel shame. You can't make me hate my body. You can't make me resent my pleasure. You can't make me resent my sexuality. You can't make me retract. I'm not going back. I'm standing in my sexuality no matter what. You cannot rob this from me. Not now, not ever. I'm not the same little girl I used to be. I've learned to deal with men like you. I've learned to be strong. You can't take the love from me. You can't take the light from me. You can't take the divine from within me. I'm so angry for what you strip from me, but you can't take this. You can't destroy me. Only I will be stronger. Only I will rise up more. There's no more being nice. It's about being in my power. Unwavering, unstoppable, goddess, you can't shake me. So, yeah, that kind of highlights, too, just trying to be in my power in that situation and doing it differently than the times that that had happened to me in the past of not being in shame and reaching out to friends and not allowing the sexual trauma to push me into shutting down sexually and resenting myself and my body and being in shame. So with that, I, before I left, I was able to have conversations with the people (coughs) involved in a way that was really healing and allowed me to work through lot of that and yeah from those conversations I was able to see that also this time was different and see that the person in front of me wasn't a, a terrible person just someone that had made a terrible mistake and in seeing that it really It healed a part of me, and it healed a past part of me. And with that, and leaving New Orleans, (laughs) I had a little bit of fun before I left, and was able to have experiences that felt safe again. And feel like I was still in my power after that situation and deal with the the tidal waves of sadness and fear from leaving New Orleans and the fear of not living alone and the fear of leaving my safe space and this only place that I'd ever really felt at home and yeah all all of those emotions and to be in my power again and know that I was capable of this move and leaving but it was really hard <laughs> it was really hard and it was really sad and maybe I'll end with the post that I wrote when I was leaving I think there's going to be more reflections that I have as the summer unfolds about New Orleans. I think some of this is so fresh it's even hard to reflect on and put into words. But I hope I've given you guys kind of a picture of what I learned in this time frame and the waves all of the waves of grief and anxiety and fear that i experienced with covid and the good with that and the shadows it brought up for me and so much more so to end this episode new orleans you will always be home as i packed up my stuff the past couple of weeks the rains of emotions have been all over the place And really, for the past two months, I've been grieving leaving this place. I felt sadness, fear, anger, bargaining with my time here, and finally acceptance. Now I'm in a place of gratitude and love for my time here and excitement for the next chapter. It really feels good to be here. Yeah, since I was working remotely, I kept feeling like my time in New Orleans would extend itself. that's, That's what the bargaining means. But still, I bawled my eyes out when I left on Monday. This time has meant so much to me, it's hard to put into words. Hopefully Wednesday and next week's episode will give you some insight. Right now? When a chapter ends, that reality of the life you had there ends too. And I've loved my life here. I'll miss the park by my house, the coffee shops I love, walks around the neighborhood, and all the amazing relationships I've formed. I felt so embraced by this city and really loved every second of my time here. Thank you, New Orleans. Thank you for all you have taught me and the lessons I had to learn here. Thank you for showing and allowing me to see all parts of myself and becoming the person I am now. Thank you for connecting me to my purpose and allowing me to see my own power. New Orleans, I love you. And most of all, thank you for embracing me with open arms and for being the first place I've ever truly felt at home. Yeah. Part of me part of me wants to go into that more, but that also feels like a good place. Good place to end. Let's see. If there's anything else that I wanted to add? Maybe I'll give just a quick little summary of my time in New Orleans. New Orleans, August 2019 to May 2020. I learned to let go of the illusion of who I wanted my parents to be and accept them and know what I needed to grieve. I learned to be in my worth, to let the people not worthy of my time exit my life and to not let others in at all. And to allow what was misaligned to leave and not take an attach- attachment of worth to it. I learned my own power, that I could have it all. I learned lessons within the fire of fear, that I did belong here, that I was capable, that I could fully step into myself and not shy away from how big my life's purpose is. I learned my own strength continuously. I learned my own resiliency I learned how to rebuild and show up as my true self, to create a life for myself fully alone. I really did something amazing. In 2020, I continued to learn after stepping into my fullness more with the PhD program and after having a challenging time at home. I learned what it truly meant to be in my power and alignment. I learned how to slow down and be in my feminine power. To be in my magnetism instead. I started my podcasts. Even if it felt challenging at first. But the dream blossomed. In 2020 I felt clear. The final trauma healing from my family had passed. And I was able to love them. As is with more space for myself and for joy. But there was fear. A lot of fear about the next chapter about the PhD program, about having one that was aligned as this chapter, about getting a job in research, and more truths were becoming clear to me. Then the pandemic changed everything. I got my dream job with sacrifices, with the universe pushing me not only to step into a job at Harvard, but also to fully embody all of my other dreams online business pursuits, all other creative projects, yoga teacher training, all of it, to be in an environment of other impressive people, impressive, (laughs) of other amazing people that challenged me. But I grieved so much because of the pandemic, the incomplete ending to this master's program that had meant the world to me. But I deeply needed this pause, the whole world did. As we continue to struggle With the uneasiness of every day, and with this darkness, I learned again. I encountered fear again deeply and trusting that I could make it through with this job and handle the pain and heartbreak of leaving New Orleans. And in the darkness of quarantine, I was shown again my own rehealing, my own unhealed parts that I had neglected in sexual shame and sexual trauma and how deeply the wounds were still present in me now. At first it was just shame and then the unthinkable happened. I was sexually assaulted. The unconscious trauma behaviors were there. But I had changed this time. I was able to speak with the assaulter and meet it with forgiveness I was able to heal my inner child and respond differently this time I was able to be in my power to to not let shame creep in to stand in my sexuality and my body and show up different this time I deeply grieve the ending of my time in New Orleans slowly coming to an acceptance and a deep knowing that it was time for this chapter to end. It was time for the next up level. I got over the fear and I felt ready to leave. And so I started the drive to Boston. And had a series of heartwarming and healing experiences along the way to arrive here to the up level, to another new beginning. What will unfold for me here? I don't know. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, yeah, I hope you guys love this episode. Sorry that it was late and I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to my story.